0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. Hope everyone is having an amazing day, or night, or whatever time of whatever it is that you're listening to this. Wow. Uh, It's been a crazy week. We had kind of like a tornado, I guess, go through here on Monday. Um, I say kind of like a tornado because I don't think they're actually really sure what the hell happened. But it tore our little town up. um, Pretty fucking bad, actually we were very fucking lucky because we have a tree so our backyard is huge and it's kind of divided by driveway it, it makes no fucking sense but to sum it up um we have a tree that's by our back door area back porch that my mother-in-law used to always freak out about and worry during storms that it was going to fall and crash on the kitchen so she'd always tell us stay out of the kitchen south kitchen so we're sitting there and we i told Travis, so i'm like hey let's go smoke because we don't smoke in the house and we literally got to get up to walk over to the front door and it's like literally just fucking coming down to the point you can't even see outside we see trash cans literally floating down the road because it was trash today and i heard a crack noise in the backyard so i go look at the back window and try to like get back in here you know get back just in case something happens blah blah, blah. so We go back, we're watching, like, this whole show go down outside, because, like, literally our whole fucking town was, like, falling apart. We're just watching, like, the wind just blow shit away, and things cracking, and you hear, all you hear is cracks, cracks, cracks of the trees, and you hear them falling, and, um, when it calmed down a little bit, we looked out back, and the tree had, had fell... It split, um, two large branches came down, like, and I say branches, but I mean fucking, like, half trees came down and split perfectly around my house. I don't get it. I don't understand how it didn't crush my back part of my house. Like, it doesn't make any sense, because if you look straight up, there's no fucking way it shouldn't have crushed my house. Like, I I don't get it, so. As you guys know, if you've been listening to the, um, podcast, you know she passed away last month, and so... I truly believe that she was, uh, pushing that the other way when it fell. So the tree in the very, very backyard, um, they used to have the kids tree house in it. It actually fell onto the neighbor's garage and put a big hole in her roof. So it's been crazy around here. Um, our whole little town is kind of working together to rebuild. Thankfully nobody was seriously injured except for one resident. The tree fell on his house with him in there. It literally completely demolished their house. Like it's completely unsavable. And he was lifelined. Um, as far as I know, he's doing okay and doing better, but guys, we lucked out. Um, we we're very lucky. A lot of people in the show are very lucky for everything that's happened. So I'm very thankful for all of that. All right. So I just want to share a little story. Because I'm mean, not that it really matters, but I want you guys to know. Anyway, today's episode is kind of a fun one, um, but it's also like ties back to. Ancient traditions that nobody actually has a solid answer on where it came from. The Dumb Supper. Now, I think we briefly talked about this in season one, very, very briefly, and go into details. But today we are going to actually break it down and explain what a Dumb Supper is, how would you would have one, and all the things and components that go along with it. Because for the first time, I'm going to host my own Dumb Supper this Samhain. So I'm super pumped. So Um, It is a pagan tradition that dates back, and actually the um, origin of it is very, very largely debated on where it came from and all the parts of it. So, um, I'm not going to go into trying to figure out where it came from and break down the history of it. We're just going to talk about how to have one and the meanings of it and all those things. So, I'm really excited to do this. Um, Mine is going to be very small this this time, um, just because I'm very cautious of the people I allow into this life of mine anyway. And we want to um, keep it very simple and probably communicate with two spirits total. Just because I really only want to connect with two right now. be my father and my husband's mother. Probably three, actually. We will probably try to connect with both of his parents and my dad. Um, My mom is still living, so we can't connect with her. Um, But, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. And I'm really excited for it. And we actually have some of the things that most people would not have for this. So... Fucking excited about that. So let's get my little ad out of the way and then we will dive right into having a dump supper. And I'm back. Uh, before I dig right in, um, let me go ahead and state again that, uh, if I sound a little raspy or, like, I'm having trouble breathing or any of that stuff, it's literally just because I'm still dealing with some hellacious sinus situations going on. Um, I honestly think I had, like, one good week throughout the summer where I could breathe and everything was fine and I did not feel like, you know, my head was gonna pop out, pop off, whatever. Um, yeah, so... Still dealing with sinus allergy bullshit. So, moving on. Okay, so the dumb supper is held on Halloween or Salon. And honestly, you guys could do it like the day before or the day after, or probably get away with doing it like the week, the week, you know, the few days before, or a few days after, within a week. I'm sure it's going to have the same effect. Because, again, like, it's held on Halloween because the veil is the thinnest on that night. However, it's not like the veil just opens up on the day of and closes on the day after. Like, this is not how it works. So, you could probably get away with it any time in there. But it is the thinnest on Samhain. Um, In this instance, the word dumb refers to silence. Everything is silent. The whole dinner. Everything, once you step into the dining area, is complete silence. No speaking. Which... I don't know if you're like me but i cannot eat in silence i have to have noise i can't stand the idea of anyone hearing me chew and i sure as hell can't stand listening to anyone chew so this is going to be a problem thankfully it'll just be me and travis and he can just listen to it because whatever and it'll work but the host or hostess in this situation has a pretty tough job because not only do they have to set everything up and prepare everything they have to be able to observe and anticipate the needs of their guests because no one can speak and say, oh, I'm sorry, um, can you pass the butter or can you pass the salt or I need a refill on wine or whatever the case may be. So the host or hostess has to really observe everyone and kind of try to guess what they're going to need or have extra silverware ready in case they drop a fork because they can't say, oh no, I, I need a fork for the one I just dropped or... Yeah, I need a little more salt down here, a little more gravy, or can you pass the potatoes, or I need seconds on the mac and cheese, or whatever the case may be, I mean, you don't have to eat those specific things, you can literally have fucking pizza for all, you know, for whatever reason, eat whatever you feel like you want, and whatever would please the spirits that you're trying to attract, so usually it's people who have specific spirits that they want to connect to. You, you have a specific target. I don't want to say target, but a specific spirit that you're trying to invite in. You can have multiple. It doesn't have to be just one. It can be many or it can be just one. It's completely up to you however you want to do it. It's your dumb supper, your magic, your everything. So, there are no electronics. There are no modern type things. Everything is candlelit. lit only. No Lights or any of that stuff. I mean, you have electronics, obviously. I mean, I'm not saying you can have any electronics in there. Because sometimes you just can't avoid it. But, candlelight. Candlelight only. Which is kind of romantic. You know, I got this new candelabra from Amazon. Oh my god, I love it. And, guys, the best part about being married to a witch. Or being a witch in general. When you have a giant storm that knocks your electricity out for a day and a half. Is that she has all kinds of candles. So... You don't have to worry about being in the dark. Because this bitch got you covered. Guys, I brought my candelabra out. It is fucking badass. It's got it's a five candle holder. But all the candles that I have. The neighbor literally came over and thought we had electricity. She straight up asked us if we had electricity. And we're like no. And she's like oh your house is lit up. I thought you did. And, nope just all the candles that we have. So. Pretty awesome. Plus Travis has a shit ton of lights. So if anybody actually knows him in real life. You guys know that he is obsessed with lighting and lights. And. It was like the one time I was happy. He has like two fucking plastic totes full of lighting. And lights and lanterns and flashlights and all that shit. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it was really cool. Alright. So. Everything is also black. And I know that's really hard to do all the time. Thankfully, I have black uh, dinnerware. I have black plates and cups and bowls and saucers and um, teacups Tea plates, whatever the fuck you call that, tea plate? It's not a tea plate, it's like the cup that the plate goes on, and then the dinner plate, and then the dessert plate. That's All of that sounds just really fucked up, I don't know why it says. Even have serving bowls that are black, which are super awesome. So, I'm ahead of the game on that part. But, if you can't, or don't have that, it's perfectly fine to use, number one, you can go to the dollar store and get some black paper plates in the party section, because nobody said it has to be fancy, or has to be all, like, ...sophisticated with glass plates and all that stuff. You know, you can literally use whatever you can improvise. If you cannot find black. If you can't afford or don't want to go out and spend the money for black paper plates. And you want to use the pattern of China, you have at home, fucking use it. It's fine. It's fine. There's no wrong way to be a witch. So, when you prep everything, you want to make sure you have an adequate lighting for everyone to see to eat... But not too much so it's too bright. The spirits are going to be like, oh my god, no, so much light. Also, too much light can just kind of ruin the mood. The dining area needs to be sacred. Um, Cast a circle. Burn some sage in there. Whatever you need to do. Just cleanse the area, the aura of everything. And I personally will be putting like some telonite wads out. And um, a few different crystals that I feel are kind of more uh, calming and inviting Type of present, you know, create the calming, inviting presence, things like that. Um, you don't want any noise or any outside uh, distractions, so try to make sure you shut the windows, or you do it at night with, you know, when people are not like late at night. I mean, when the neighbors won't be like making noise or having a party or anything like that. So you want to try to avoid any outside distractions, and it's really not good for kids. I mean. Some older kids might grasp the idea of being quiet and realize that they can't speak. But if you have like toddlers and stuff, I definitely would not recommend um, bringing their, your toddlers or babies to a dumb supper. Because, let's face it, it's hard for adults to be quiet that long, let alone a child. So, just saying. Um, you, When you do your guest list and everything, you'll actually want to ask your guest, number one, um, if they are... I mean, I guess when you're doing it, you're kind of going to know who you're inviting based on the spirits you want to get. But if you're doing, like, a, a wide variety and you want to try to get your friends there and they have different spirits and everything. So, you'll ask them who they're trying to invite or who they're trying to connect with with spirits and how many of them, first off. And then you will ask them to bring with them a note when they come to the dinner note it will be something that they want to say to the deceased person. To the spirit that they're going to contact. Like a... Um, I don't know. Like a oh, an I love you type note. Or you know something that just... Something short that's not super long. That is something that they would like to communicate with the spirit. Because you know. That's the whole point of all of this. So. While you're getting everything prepared and everything. You're going to set a place for each guest. And you want to leave the head spot open for the spirit. Now... If you have multiple spirits, you can do one of two things. You could set each spirit their own space, which would be ideal and the most, I guess I won't say most, most famous, but if you have two people there to see one spirit, then they would be the one sitting at the head table and then the other spirit's obviously next to it on each side. But you can also, because obviously not everybody has the room for, to fit like, you know, ten guests and five spirits or whatever. It's just not. Feasible or you know a good idea. I just I'm not good idea. It just sometimes doesn't happen that way. So what you could do is set the head spot for the spirits with one place setting for food and everything, and then light a tea light for each of the additional spirits there. And mark on the tea light like I mean you can get fancy with it and make little place cards. It just depends on how fancy you want to make it. But you can um, just write on the silver. Packaging part of the tea light, the person's name, the spirit's name that you want to connect with. Or you can have a little index card with it on there, a little fabric, whatever you want to do. Something, even like a charm or something that represents them. You just want, if you have multiple spirits, you need to know whose tea light candle represents that spirit. And even if you have multiple place settings, you still want to light a tea light candle for each of those spirits. So if you have a 20 person dining room. And you have 15 guests and 5 spirits and 5 set play settings for the spirits. You will still want a tea light in that place for each individual spirit. Now, on the chair of the spirits, you will have a black or a white cloth. I mean, you can do both if you want, but you'll drape a black or white cloth there. I, myself, personally, probably drape a black cloth, but I might throw some white on it too. It just depends. I mean, I haven't decided yet. Anyway... They will have their spot completely draped, black or white, black and white, whatever you want to do. And the host or hostess will sit opposite of the head table spot. So, if you have a long rectangle, obviously, like the the main spirit would sit on the end, and the host or hostess would sit on the other end, and then everybody fill in. If you have a round one, you need to find a way to kind of make one spot more special for the spirit, and then, you know, the... Either way, if it's around even whatever spot you make special for the spirit, you're going to want the host or hostess to sit at the opposite, like right across from them. So, you've got everything ready. You've got everybody's prepared, the guest list. Dinner is prepared. Everything's ready to go. Everyone has their notes of everything they want to do. Everyone is kind of having a good time in the parlor, the other area, whatever, the kitchen, the family room, wherever you may be. And then it's time to walk in to the dining area and the Dumb Supper to begin. All right, so it's time to enter the dining area. Silence starts when this happens. Like everyone gets quiet and then we walk into the dining area and it's a one at a time deal. So as each guest walks into the dining area, they will stop by the um, spot preserved for (laughs) for the spirit and offer a little blessing or a prayer, whatever you have. And everyone will do this until everyone's seated. And then once everyone is seated, everyone joins hands and takes a moment and silent to silently bless the dinner. Or to say grace or whatever it may be that you believe everyone would silently join hands and do that. Um, again, the host or hostess should be seated across from the main spirit there. I mean, if there's multiple places, it needs to be across from the main one. And then they will start serving the meal in order of age. So, if you have an older person there, they will be served last year, first, and so on and so forth. Again, it's not an ideal place for children. But, hey, sometimes we can't help that, and they're brought in. So, it is what it is. Um... Nobody eats until everyone has been served, including the spirits. So you'll actually put food out on the place setting for the spirits. You have to put a lot, but you do need to at least offer them. And so just a way of kind of um, making them feel comfortable and at ease. Especially if the spirit is new or newly deceased. It may make things a little more comforting or... Make it feel more at home and more calm if there's, like, actual food there and not everyone else, you know, eating and, or having plates and everything. Everyone just, you know, sitting there and them not having anything. So, when everyone is done eating, and, you know, again, the hostess, is really important that they are paying a host or hostess. Really important that they're paying attention to the guest and trying to anticipate their needs or what they might want. Um, if they need refills or seconds or whatever the case may be. And you can mime, obviously, you know, like... I have your own signals or mime whatever you might need but you just can't speak now this can be hard um if you have a large table i would suggest like having separate salt and pepper shakers like towards the end and separate butter or whatever i mean depending on what you're having if you have a salad you might want to have salad dressing on both spots i mean it just honestly depends on what type of food or dinner you're having but you want to make sure that whatever they might need is there you have bring extra napkins and silverware and Extra anything if somebody might need while they're eating dinner. Now. Everyone is done eating. One by one. They will get up as they came in. And they will go over to. The spirit's spot. And they'll pull out the note. That they had wrote to the spirit before they came. And they'll kind of mentally read the note. To the spirit. Kind of like offering it to them in front of them. And It's just a moment there. of Silence through each guest. And then you'll. Each guest will locate the candle that corresponds to the spirit that they are there for or that they're trying to connect with. And they will read their, like silently, read their note to the spirit and then burn the note. I suggest having a dish or a cauldron or something there for the ashes because they'll set it on fire and then kind of drop it in there. But you'll burn it. And this will go all around until everyone is done. And then, um, again, nobody leaves. This is all, like, an all-in-one thing. So, like, nobody leaves. Nobody does anything until everything's done. So, now everyone has went through and spoke to their spirit. And kind of said their last whatevers. Then everyone would join hands again and offer a silent blessing to all the spirits. Kind of like a thank you for being here kind of thing. You know, whatever you want to say that's in your heart and your head. And I imagine... Since, again, I I can't speak from experience since I've never done this, but from everything i read and people I've talked to have been part of this, you kind of have that feeling inside of you already what you want to say. It's not something you have to think about. It just kind of comes out, which is awesome. So, after that is done, everyone leaves still in silence one by one, but this time, again, everyone will stop at the spirit placing and bid another, you know, silent goodbye or farewell or, you know, one more... Hey, I love you. I'll see you later, kind of thing, you know, because some really goodbyes see you later for whatever you believe. But that would be done. And then afterwards, everyone will go back out into the more common area outside of the dining area. And this is a time where you could follow other traditions, and this is where your own creativity gets to come in to play. So I, after we do this dinner with the, um, the spirits after we do the dumb, uh, yeah, the dumb supper. My brain's just not cooperating. We might get the spirit board out and try to connect. Um, we might just get a pendulum out. I'm not really sure. Maybe the um, dowsing rods. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I haven't thought it through all the way yet. But we're gonna get out some type of divination to try and communicate a little bit more because the veil is thin and while we have everything set up and ready, I think we will do our best to communicate, and try to speak. Um. This is a really good time to just kind of feel the power and to not question what you feel and what you sense, because the veil is going to be super thin, so it's just, trust your gut, guys, trust your instincts, I know I say this every fucking episode and I don't listen to myself a lot of the times, but it's really important That you trust your own powers. They are there for a reason. And honestly. I'm going to tell you guys something. I have noticed that when the veil is thinner. That's when my. Like. uh, I don't want to say psychic ability. But my sensitivity. Heightens even more. And it will carry out through the next year. And then again. It will heighten again. On the next salon. It's just. I feel like. Everything is kind of getting more powerful. I am getting more powerful. We all are. It's just we have to learn to embrace it and not deny it. We spend so much time being someone that we're not. And try to put on front and trying to pretend that we are someone else to please others. That we deny ourselves who we really are. And I've done that for so long and it sucks and I don't have to anymore. And that's great because... It was hard. I mean, I'm completely out and open. And I am myself. Everybody. I don't hide who I am to anyone at all anymore. My company knows what I am, what I do. They know everything. And they're still accepting of me. And that's what's fucking fantabulous. Because you don't always get that. So, I'm very thankful for that. But we spent so much time just being who other people want us to be. That we kind of lose who we are. And this is a really good time as a veil setting to... To do a little shadow work and, and dig deep to see what's created the you that hides deep down inside and let that you out. It's hard, I mean, and it's so crazy that we're having this conversation right now because I just had a friend, I, I just got a new tattoo about an hour ago. It is the triple moon or triple goddess, the symbol. I'll post it in the group so you guys can see. Her boobs are actually really pronounced in this tattoo, but it's fine. It's cute. But I sent it to my friend and showed her and she said, you know, isn't it such an amazing feeling for you to actually be able to live who you truly are and not have to hide and just be you? You know, you don't have to pretend to be anybody. And you could literally, like my tattoos on me tell a story. They're all what she related and have some type of, of special meaning with them all. And, um, you know, it is. It really is nice because I lived so many years trying to be someone else to make other people happy. And for the last... You know, four or five years, I've fully been open with everyone. Not just my family and my close friends. Like, everyone. I don't hide my tattoos anymore. I don't hide my witchcraft. I don't hide who I am. I embraced it, and I own that shit. And it's fucking amazing. And if you're still in the broom closet, I'm so sorry. Because I know how hard that is. And how much it sucks to be stuck in there. But... One day you will realize how amazing it will be to just free yourself and step out and let the whole world see who you really are. So of no sappy stuff there. I just want to add that in because it's really, you know, it's really important that we start living for ourselves and being who we truly really are and be happy. Now, a lot of people think that Halloween and Salon are the exact same and they are similar and they have the same dates for the most part, but they are not exactly the same. Halloween is more family focused and it's all Hollows Eve. I mean, it's the time of the dead. If you guys go back to the story, it's a time where people dressed up as monsters to hide from the evil spirits, the monsters that were basically run in the streets. So people dressed up as them to trick them to think that they were not actual human or whatever, and they were the same as them. So they wouldn't get attacked. Um, There's been so many actual different versions going back. Depending on what culture you are, what country you're from, what region of whatever country you're from. so many different versions of it all. So, Salon is a little different. Salon is, um, depending on where you are, sometimes it's actually celebrated on November 1st. Sometimes people celebrate it the whole week of. Honestly, you can celebrate both at the same time. And for an entire week or a month or whatever you want to do. Like, I call it spooky season starting October 1st and goes all the way to November 1st is spooky season. I love it and I'm just very drawn to it. I always have been. So Samhain is more about a time of celebrating um, the dead and mostly like your family and friends and stuff. So another really good ritual that a lot of people and witches especially like to do during the Samhain is to reconnect or celebrate your ancestors um the Dumb supper is a great way to connect with your um, deceased relatives and kind of you know connect with their spirits and things but doing a um a celebration of your ancestors is a little bit different so um what you would do is you would basically decorate your altar with a lot of pictures of them um, maybe even if you have a family tree chart that's done put that on your altar um I- Some people like a nice, super clean altar. I am totally okay with a lot of things on my altar that are cluttery, but I use them all. So, everything that's on my altar is something that I'm using while it's here or something I need to keep close to hand because I plan on using it. Um, That's just me. I have a lot of crystals up here, a lot of my feathers, um, candles obviously everywhere in my cauldron, um, lots of just lots of random things, but they're all things that are extremely useful to me. I do not put things on my altar that do not belong or that are not part of it or that I'm not using or they're not like what's really like I'm never just throw my purse down on my altar or um, the TV remote or anything which there's no TV in my witch room anyway but my point is you just don't do. I don't even keep my lighter on my altar I keep my torch lighter hanging to the side of my altar so I mean yes it's part of my rituals and candles and stuff but it just looks tacky to me and that's my own personal thing again there's no wrong way to be a witch, so do whatever makes you happy. But at this point, when you are doing an ancestral celebration, you would actually clutter your um, altar. Because you are celebrating them. So pictures of the deceased, uh, again you would have like a family tree chart if you have one of those made out. Or you can make one, um, you can literally take some twigs or just random leaves and write the names on them. I mean you could literally make your own and make it really cool, it's really awesome. Hot glue the um, leaves to Spray it with hairspray after it's all set and you wrote on everything to kind of preserve them. Really cool idea. Anyway. That's actually a really cool idea. I might do that later. Anyway, I'm getting carried away. Um, if you're lucky enough to live in an area like close to where your ancestors, any of them have been buried, you could actually... Um, Take a picture of their grave. Or some people have done like a rubbing. Which I literally just read this on a website a little while ago. When I was looking for something else. I came across. When I was looking for ancestor um, information. I thought it was going to take me to like an ancestry site. But it took me to an advertisement. And they said that they do like rubbing things. They'll take like trace paper or whatever. And they'll take lead or a marker or something. And rub it across there. So they actually have like the the cutout of the gravestone. Or tombstone or footstone, whatever it is. And it's basically just rubbed on the paper. So that's kind of a cool idea. But um, you put that up there. Anything that represents them, it doesn't actually have to be pictures. Because sometimes we don't have pictures of like our great-great-grandparents or whatever. So you can take an item that you feel represents them. Whatever it's what you want to do or however you want it to be. Because again, there's no wrong way to be a witch. And it's your craft, your ritual, your thing. Just make sure that you remember what object is representing who because it could get a bit hairy. I for instance my sister and I went through and started to do a family tree and on my grandmother's side I'm sorry my grandfather's side we got all the way back to my great-great-grandma Mary O'Brien coming over from Ireland on the boat and there was nothing more we could find from her after that like she showed up on this boat in America from Ireland. And it's like that's where her story started. But she was like 17 or 20 something at the time. So definitely not where her story started. But it makes me wonder if she didn't come over here like to escape. Because there were Irish witches. There were a lot of them that fled. I just don't know the exact timing. And that's one thing I want to look into more. But after you have your dump supper or in lieu of your dump supper you could do an ancestor, um, celebration, and kind of just learn, like, take that time to try to connect with them, um, with the veil being open. You could try to, like, do some research and everything at your altar from your phone, which I know, you know, if you have to have your phone on your altar for this purpose, it's fine, because you're actually doing, you know, things with it, or um, a laptop, whatever the case may be. I will tell you that the, uh, ancestry.com you can get a free trial for like i don't know a month trial or something and then it's like really expensive after that try to cram as much research into that little bit of time as you can because once it's up that shit is expensive but you can find a lot of good information on there i would not trust all of it though i would try to reach out to an older family member and try to see how far back they can remember or anything they may have and back then they were good about keeping like paper documents and paper trails of things so you never know, like, your great-great-aunt could have, like, a whole-ass family tree that goes back to, like, you know, 1700s or something. Because, you know, they were way different time and, and people back then. We do everything electronically now. They did everything with paper, so. Somebody there may have something in your family if you're able to. If you're lucky enough to have people in your family that go way back like that. But, um, that is another thing that you could do to celebrate someone and kind of reach out to your ancestors, celebrate them, and kind of... Learn what you can about them. I mean, you'll be amazed at the things that you learn and the secrets that'll come out once you start digging into your old family stuff. Like, I really, truly believe that uh, I have family that were witches. Um, I believe my aunt kind of still is. She's always crouchy like an old witch, but that's a whole other story. Um, No, she just reminds me of one. With everything she does, she just reminds me so much of a witch that I truly believe that she very well could be um, one of us just kind of hides it. And then uh, one of my other aunts who had passed on when I was younger. I know for a fact she was. I mean, nobody actually told me for a fact. But you, you can't convince me that she wasn't. Because everything that woman was into. Her whole presence. Everything about her screams. Which. And she did not hide it. And I love that. So I'm very interested to do some more research on that. And find out more information down that road. But there are a lot of things that we could do. On Samhain to celebrate the dead and our family that have passed and um, everything like that. Seances are a big thing that people like to do on Salon or Halloween whatever the case may be. So that's something you could totally do. I, for one, am very cautious when it comes to um, seances just because I've had bad luck in the past with trying to do different things. And it's a bit scary. So I like to be very cautious with every bit of that. And know who I am connecting. The biggest thing is safety, guys. Make sure you're casting a circle. Make sure that you have safety protections around you. Salt yourself in if you have to. Whatever the case may be. You just want to make sure that you are protected. Because you don't know, especially with veil being thin, what spirits or energies are going to get in. And this is not just a sound thing. I mentioned this before when we talked about spirit boards and speaking boards and seances and such. Just please use caution because I would hate for somebody to just go in blindly and open up something that they cannot close. And have something here that they cannot banish. So, use caution there. Very much so. Doing the normal decorating and um, pumpkin carving and pumpkin patch visiting and all those things are absolutely 100% normal things I would just do. And it's a lot of fun. It's for family and adults. I mean, it's it's everything. So, when we talk about celebrating Halloween or Salon or whatever. And we talk about the witchy ways to do it. Don't think that the normal Halloween celebrations that you do with family are not part of it. Because it absolutely is. Again, there's... Say it with me. Good job. No wrong way to be a witch. So, everything that you do is witchy. Because you're a witch and you're doing it. So, don't let anybody tell you you're not... Because they're bullshit. But really take time to appreciate the meaning behind all of it. We're celebrating the deceased. We are trying to communicate. It's a great time to try divination. Like I said in the last couple or episode a couple of weeks back. It's just a really awesome time to appreciate everything of how far we've come. And really embrace your gifts that you were given. You have powers that you have hidden, powers that you have not yet unlocked. And every year that you open up your third eye hair a hair bit more, all of that starts flooding out. And before long you're gonna start really seeing all the differences and how much you've grown and start embracing it, and it's gonna be awesome. I know I keep saying that all the time. It's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be awesome. You guys are gonna love this, blah blah. blah. But you really were are like I literally continue to embrace new things and powers and my sensitivity gets stronger and stronger and stronger and it's awesome because it's awesome to look back at where I've come from and how far I've I've came because of everything and you know, where I was a year ago is leave some balance from where I was two years ago and even more today I'm further ahead. So it's all about making sure that we practice every day, do something every day that keeps us in our practice and keeps us going and helps sharpen our skills and helps us really embrace who we are. Um, if you can't do a dumb supper for a salon, it's totally fine. And you know what? You don't even have to do a big production. It can literally just be you. And if you don't want to burn the paper in front of people because, you know, you don't want anyone to know if you're in the room closet, you don't have to. Just literally sit on your bed If you want to, if you're, if you are younger, have to hide or whatever the case may be, sit in your car and just put a little bit of food on the plate for them with you next to them, you know, and you have your plate too or whatever and do all of the same things silently and just go through the same offerings and you're still having your own small dumb supper without everyone knowing what you're doing. So there's still ways to be in the broom closet and, and do these things. Um, if you guys want any help or suggestions, or have questions about any of this, or anything, please feel free to reach out to me, thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. Sometimes I am slow at responding, but I promise I do respond to all of you. If you put in the subject line that is something related to witchcraft, or witchy question, or hey Cassie, um, just something to let me know that you are not a spam bot, because I get so many of those, it's crazy um just make sure some way from it to be like flagged for that i can see it and realize what it is like so flag it and make sure that it doesn't get lost in there um next week i think we're going to talk about a few more things um related to opening up more of our senses as we get closer to that one and go over a few other things i really want to do some more divination talk I um i know i said that i was going to do a whole extra segment on scrying. Because it has. I mean it just needs it's own. You can't sum that up with everything else in there. And we're talking about divination. Because. Scrying has so many working components to it. It's just not one that you can be like. Oh hey. Here's five minutes worth of info on scrying. And you are now a pro at it. Because this just not how it works. Uh, I'm really excited for all the changes coming up. Again. I, I did say last week. If you guys remember. Um, my podcast platform. Anchor had reached out to me. About doing my own thing on Spotify. Um, so basically I would have a um, my own little show type thing on Spotify. Where it would be a visual podcast as well. So you get to see me as I'm doing everything. I think it'll be fun. I think you guys will be a little disappointed though. Because you think it's going to be all magical. And it's literally just me in my witch room. Talking to you guys. And playing with my crystals and everything. And my timer and my hourglass and everything. while I'm talking to you guys. And drinking my coffee. And freaking out most of the time because I'm like oh my god I'm getting pissed off because words don't coming out of my mouth or I sound like I can't breathe because my sinuses are trying to kill me but we'll, we'll try it out I think it'll be fun so um and it'll give me more chance to like you know show you guys my room and all my cool stuff and I think it'll be exciting though because all the things I talk about I'm like oh I'm gonna post pictures you can literally just see it in the app um it'll be a Spotify special um So, I think we might start looking into that next week. I think it'll be fun. So, if you guys have any other questions or anything else, reach out. TheBasicWitch2020 at gmail.com. Other than that, I'll talk to y'all later. Please send me suggestions. What else you guys want me to talk about. Because I have a million things that I want to talk about. But I want to know what you guys want me to talk about. Because it's your guys' show, basically. I'm just here to talk to you. So, tell me what you want me to talk to you about. And I will. Alright. You guys are amazing. I love you all. You guys kick ass. Keep being amazing, badass witches that you are. Have an awesome day, night, morning, evening, weekend, whatever it is that you're listening to this. Make it fucking awesome. Remember to do something witchy every day. Bless be witches. Bye.